Hey girl, I'm your host, Hillary McGinnis, and welcome to the Network Marketer to CEO podcast. I'm an online business coach who decided to leave my job as a teacher, as well as branch out from my network marketing business and build my own coaching business from the ground up. This podcast is here to provide you with tangible business advice, along with personal growth episodes to help inspire you to take action. You're going to leave this podcast feeling motivated and inspired to step into that next level version of yourself. And I'm so excited you're here. Hey, hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Network Marketer to CEO podcast, and I'm your host, Hillary. And today I have another amazing guest joining us. Her name is Lindsay, and she is a content and business mentor. And in this episode, she talks about her shift from beach body to coaching, how she balances mom and work from home life, and she shares some amazing advice around creating content for your business, as well as ways to stand out in the online space. So I really think you're going to vibe with it. So let's get to it. Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. So I know we have a lot of chat a lot to chat about today in terms of like your pivot from Beachbody to coaching, um, balancing mom and work life from home, um, as well as your experience in content branding and standing out online. So before we dive into all of that, can you just share a little bit of background of who you are and what you do? Of course. So I'm Lindsay, Lindsay Brazell. Um, I am, as far as business, I am a business mentor and content strategist. Um, essentially what I do is I really, I mix relationship building with sales strategy to help. I primarily help solo entrepreneurs or people that are in network marketing that are considering pivoting out, um, sort of like you do really tap into their zone of genius and grow their business in a way that just feels really good to them and in a way that's different than other people. Um, Something that's true to who they are. And then also, I'm a mom. I have two little girls and a wife and juggle all kinds of things. But yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so that kind of leads me to the first question that I have for you, which is what led you Um, to like switching gears from Beachbody because you were a Beachbody coach for a while. Mm -hmm. So what led you or made that cause you to make that that decision to pivot and start your own coaching business? So I wasn't a Beachbody coach for very long. Um, And it really, when I joined Beachbody, I joined for the product, Mm -hmm. not for the coaching, but just like many people (laughs) would instantly just, so hooked and so excited about everything that I had to share it. And it opened the door, opened my eyes to the online world. I didn't even know there was, it was a thing. I didn't know about online coaching or anything of that nature. And once I was exposed to that, I just fell in love. And I have a background in business. I have a business degree. Um, I've worked in business marketing. I was an interior designer. So I have, um, this design, branding, business background. And I um, started Beachbody when I was newly postpartum. So I also left my my career of interior design. And it just kind of opened this door. And I realized I loved the business. And I loved talking about the business side with people more. And that just kind of, I would say, naturally pivoted to me 
business coaching. Right. (laughs) Short story long. (laughs) (laughs) So how long were you in Beachbody then? I was in Beachbody for a year. Okay. Um, Yeah, when I pivoted. Nice. So in terms of like the pivot, like you were doing the coaching thing, you, it opened your eyes to like the online business space essentially. So when you made that decision to leave Beachbody, I don't know if you were a part of like a part of like a big team or a smaller team or anything like that, but what was that experience like for you? Like, did you struggle with doing that transition or tell us a little so bit? So I was that. part of a very large team, okay. so it wasn't mm-hmm. that big of a struggle for me. I know people that are on smaller teams, they have that more personal connection with their team. So it's definitely a harder breakaway. I've I would say fortunately did not have that. I was actually under like the number one coach. So you can imagine her team was extremely large and I had started, you know, formed my own little bond with a few girls within her coaching community. And um, it was really when we had like our little mini minds that we would have together, like we would get on zoom calls and strategize. And it was really during that where I built that confidence of, helping others and coaching others on the business side. It's where I learned, like, I'm very comfortable talking about this. I'm very comfortable mentoring and helping people and using my past experience, what I like to call my real world experience, (laughs) as if this isn't the real world, but (laughs) my real life experience um, and bringing that in. And so it was a very, and I talked to them about it and it did, it was a very, I would say easy, natural transition for me. Nice. I feel like maybe we were a part of the same team, perhaps. I'm not too sure. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Probably how like, we first connected. Coach. I was like, Ashley? It's been so long now. We've known each other. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do I not know this? Um, was it Ashley's team by chance? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I completely relate. Like, I didn't have that, like... It, it wasn't a struggle to cut yeah. ties because I was just basically, I felt like I was just a number anyway. Right. Yeah, um, she didn't know I was leaving. Yeah, I had no idea. So yeah. it, it's definitely easier when you are a part of that bigger team as opposed mm-hmm. to being a part of a smaller, more, what's the, I don't know the word, but you have a more stronger bond with your upline and stuff. So right. yeah, no, that's, that's way too funny that we were a part of the same team. <laughs> I did not realize this. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's probably why we were like in the same, how our, how we became connected through Instagram. Probably. Maybe. That's probably how our paths <laughs> cross. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So now you are, you are working from home. You have two beautiful girls now. So let's talk about what it's like working from home with kids because it can definitely have its challenges. So I guess essentially I'm asking like, how do you balance it all? Or do you have like a technique or method in place for like scheduling or how does it look like for you? Cause I know it looks different for everyone. Right. So <clears throat> it's hard. Yes. yes. Straight up. <laughs> it is definitely hard. And you know, it's not always hard. Mm-hmm. There's definitely seasons. And there are times where, yes, I have a system in place. And then there are times, which I feel like the time period I'm in right now, where I don't really have a system in place. <laughs> because at the, such a young age, like I said, I started when my first was born. Right. So they change so much. She's about to be four. They change so much in those first four years of life. So there's so many seasons that she goes through. So ultimately, my business has to go through. Mm-hmm. And... 
there are times where it felt really easy. You know, she's a great napper for three or four months. Business is booming because I'm working during <laughs> yes. her nap. Then there are times where I'm like, she never naps. I have no breaks. I can't get anything done. Everything is high stress. Um, and so there's been a lot of learning curves because of totally. that. Um, but ultimately, I still work during naps. My three-and-a-half-year-old is at daycare three days a week. So on those three days, when my one-year-old naps, that is when I work. Sometimes that means I can get him four hours of work a day. Sometimes that means I get 30 minutes of work a day. Um, and I've had to learn to let that flexibility or that inconsistency um, be okay yes. and just really accept that. And it was very hard for me to accept that in the beginning. I'm going to be completely honest. There were times where I just would have outbursts of rage, like anger that I can't get this post posted or I can't get this email typed or I can't respond to this DM fast enough. And I learned that that's not important. My family is important. I enjoy my business, but my family is the important part. And what needs to get done will get done in my business. And once I released that, I think things did just become easier. Totally. And I think that <laughs> I think you have to do that once you become a parent and you're trying to build this business. You have to let go of all these expectations. And it's hard because you're seeing so many other people doing all these things or they're telling you like you need to be consistent you need to do this and you're like I can't like I just there's some days where I feel like a rock star and there's other days where I barely show up because I just can't and letting that be okay is game changing and it's really important to to kind of just go with it and I love it like like you said you're just kind of going with the flow but it works and our families are number one and and right. I, I totally relate to what you're saying because I used to get really stressed and frustrated too when it was like, I have all these things to do, but I can't find time to do it. It's like, oh, it's not fair, but it's like, right, it is what it is. What's consistent to one person might not be consistent to you. You 100%. know, you have your own consistencies. And I think that's a really um, important thing to learn and really a thing that you kind of have to learn on your own because what works for you might not or what works for someone else might not work for you exactly flying out all those different strategies yeah I completely agree and I mean like even you're saying right now well you also have two kids whereas I have the one um but still like nap times and stuff work for you and like my child just does not sleep so (laughs) I don't even have nap times but I do utilize things like daycare and she do go to school two days a week for a couple of hours so I just make sure to utilize those times and get what I can done and not have so many expectations put on top of me. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you started out as you started out as a network marketing coach, but now you mm-hmm. seem to be shifting into more of a broader audience as well, right? Yes. So I started out as a network marketing coach because that's what that's what felt comfortable to me mm-hmm. because I had pivoted out of network marketing. And I still, I would say my primary client, I mean, 90% of my clientele it are network marketers. Um, but that has progressed or naturally progressed and, or evolved, I guess is the right word, um, into being network marketers that are pivoting out. That wasn't intentional for me. It's just happened mm-hmm. people that I'm helping I've realized that a lot of my clients um once I got done helping them they would reach out and say 
guess what? I, I, you know, I am pivoting myself into business. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes. You're one of my first clients. Um, and that has been very consistent with my clientele. So I am focusing more on helping people that know that they want to be pivoting out, um, versus figure it out after we work together. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. So it's, again, a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. And our businesses are always going to be evolving as we go. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so funny because like our journeys are so similar. Like you started before me and we worked together because I was trying to grow my network marketing business. And then like you said, we worked together for however long it was. I can't quite remember. And then it was after the fact where I'm like, I'm going to branch out and I'm going to do, I'm going to do coaching now. And that's, that was my primary audience at first as well was network marketers. And then I seen the same, like this, a very similar, um, pattern with clients that I was working with that they wanted to start branching out. And I was like, okay. And now that's kind of my focus right now as well. So it's, it's just funny how, how it all worked out. <laughs> I think when people, I think this is what happened, probably happened for me and you. When you work with a business coach, you just see so much potential in what you yeah. can do on your own. Totally. And it just gives, it sparks that, that, um, that passion of mm-hmm. wanting to do this specific, whatever your niche is, you know, to, to go out on your own. Because not every one of my clients has become a business coach. I mean, nope. there's different, um, so many different avenues you can take in the online space. Yes. Like you can do anything. <laughs> There's so much opportunity out there. It's, yes. it's amazing. And yeah, you're, you said exactly it. Like when I started working with you in that program, I didn't even know anything about the coaching world. Like I knew nothing about that. I knew like Beachbody and other MLMs and stuff. And that's all I thought of it until I started working with you. And then it was like, I was just introduced to this whole new industry and it was like, okay, like I can be doing so much more and like stuff that I'm like even more aligned with and more passionate about. So it's just so cool to see everybody kind of evolve over time. Yes, it is. Okay. So with all of that being said, you are definitely the master of content creation. I don't care what anyone says. You are like the queen, you are the queen of content. So, (laughs) so right now you're doing like content plans for people. Your Mm -hmm. own content is always on point. So I'm really curious because this is something I struggle with and a lot of my clients struggle with is finding inspiration sometimes for content creation. So like, do you have like a specific routine or something that you do to help ignite any sort of inspiration for content creating? Like what's your process look like? Ooh, that is a very good question. <laughs> um, and I don't feel like I'm going to have, I don't really have a concrete answer for That's it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I do a lot of things and inspiration comes to me at all different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm very much like everyone else where there's sometimes where I'm just sitting there and scrolling and, you know, I get lost in that because I'm trying to find inspiration. So I think when I'm, do my best at coming up with content is when I stop scrolling. Yes. (laughs) And I know you hear that all the time, but I really, I think about my ideal client. I think about who my ideal client is. What is it that I am helping them do? What is my, my specific offer that I'm selling? And I just try to fill that gap of what they know or where they are 
Can you hear my daughter screaming? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it's work from home um, with kids' life. <laughs> I try to bridge that gap of where my clients are versus where I'm helping them go and think of what those topics are. And then I fill in how I'm going to share that content with ideas that I find online. How can I spin that to be my own idea? Um, So I try to come up with the topics first without any outside influence. Right. And then that's when I, then I go through like my um, collections. I have a lot of saved collections Mm -hmm. on Instagram (laughs) and I'll just try to spark some inspiration from that. Like, Oh, I love this audio. That's going to go so good with this topic. Or, oh, I love the idea of doing um, a funny GIF, and that's going to go great with this topic. It's super relatable. And I just kind of plug it that way. And that's the same thing I do when I'm doing content plans for other people. I ask them a ton of questions. I brain dump out all the topics that I can think of within their niche, and then I go try to find inspiration and then piece together what I think is going to go well. I love that. Like, I really love that because I think the biggest struggle for people is they go to social media first to do that scrolling, looking for that inspiration. And it turns, it ends up being a huge distraction because mm-hmm. there's, there's so many things that happen when you're just mindlessly scrolling where you don't have an idea going in. So you're just trying to come up with stuff as you go. And then you're just overwhelmed or you start comparing and there's just all these things or even just losing your own voice because you're just trying to be... Um, similar to what somebody else is doing, but I like how you come up with the ideas first and then look for the inspiration to create something for that. That's amazing. And they're fresh on my mind too. So I try to do it within the same sitting so that those topic ideas are fresh on my mind so that I can have a specific topic in mind when I see something. Yeah. And then there are times where I might see a reel and I'll be like, oh, I love that. That doesn't fit with anything that I'm doing right now, but I'm going to save it anyways. Of course. Well, that's going to happen. I have a few saved now and I still have no idea how I'm going to use them. But I'm like, I'm creating this real one way or another. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So with content, obviously our content is like the gold of our business. Like that is like a huge role um, for signing clients and putting ourselves out there and essentially just standing out online. So I know you're really... um, you're really good with this concept of standing out within your industry and stuff. So could you share some like tips or advice on ways that people can stand out more in the online space? Just because, I mean, social media can be noisy, let's be real. And the goal as business owners is ultimately to stand out rather than blend in with others who are doing stuff, something that's similar to them. So if what would your advice be? What advice would you give our listeners who are struggling to find that way of standing out online? Right. Um, so what I would say, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of cliche, That's okay. but I'll explain really just being yourself and finding what works for you. And I know that sounds so broad, so cliche, like what does that even mean? But every and everybody's screaming that right now. It's such a trend. People are like, be yourself, be authentic. It's buzzwords, trendy. Yes. But I also think that that's really amazing. And it's such a really good time that we're in right now. I mean, it is the best time to be building a business 
online, on Instagram, social media, wherever, because more people are so much more open to the idea, aware of this world that we're in, and you don't have to convince people to buy from you or like convince or try to um, explain to them what it is you're trying to do or use old marketing strategies Mm -hmm. that don't really work anymore because people, people know what they want. They, they have a goal in mind when they get on social media, they are seeking out what they want online. They, they're expecting you and they want to know you. If you're selling something that they want, they want to know who you are. They want to connect with you and they're more likely to buy from you if they connect with you. Just like, it's just like making friends. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can connect with someone, make friends, is to be yourself. Um, And I I don't know if I answered that question, but really to stand out online and you need to be yourself. And in order to be yourself, you need to really figure out what it is that works for you in the online space. So what feels comfortable for you? Not okay, this is the exact ABC strategy that so-and-so is using. Mm -hmm. She is making so much money. That's what I'm going to do. And maybe for you, that means you have to try that strategy and then maybe try another strategy until you figure it out. But my best tip is just to get on your stories and connect with people that way. Stories, I know Instagram has so many different features. Stories is still the best way to connect with someone online on Instagram And it's the best way to get in front of your ideal client and really build that relationship. And what's so amazing about it is you get to choose. You get to choose what you share. Yes. So, yeah. So just a tip for that. I always tell my clients to come up with three things. I'm sure you know this. I'm sure I've told you this. (laughs) But to come up with three things that you want to be consistent with every single day. Make one about business, make one about your life, make one about um, something about your personality. No matter how weird, the weirder the better if you ask me, but whatever (laughs) your personality is, um, something about that. So an example, like say you're a mindset coach and you focus on breath work. So every day you share like your morning breath work routine, whatever that looks like. It can just be a photo of you. It can be a video, whatever makes sense for you. Um, Then you're going to share your funky mismatched socks that you're wearing for the day um, because that is just a part of your life and people get a kick out of it. Uh, And then you're going to share like you're maybe you're not a mom or married, but you have a dog or a cat. You're a cat person and share your hilarious cat who can't go anywhere without like their toy or something. And that's just something you're going to share every day. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to start building relationships because people are going to start commenting on this. They're going to um, see funny socks out at the store and think of you. That right there is personal branding. Mm-hmm. That is how you stand out because you are in their head. Even though it might be about socks or cats, they're thinking of you. Exactly. So. I think I just went on a tangent there. No, that is, it's so good. I what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. It so much sense because, I mean, if you think about it, if you're watching or if you're following someone and they're just throwing out business stuff and selling mm-hmm. and everything's just business related and they're not having any, like, personal touch in there or anything about themselves and then you have the other person who's mixing in both. So they're, mm-hmm. like, who they are as a person, which is where being yourself comes into play and also, obviously, sharing your business because you still have to sell if you're 
running a business, you're more likely to choose the person who's sharing bits and pieces of both as opposed to the person who's just talking business 24-7. That's my opinion anyway. Like, I completely agree. I think that's with anything. Like, say I'm just trying to buy shampoo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have curly hair, so I need a specific kind of shampoo. And I don't, you know, everybody wants, like, clean ingredients, but I don't know anything about clean ingredients. I just know I want them clean. So I'm going to go online and start searching for this. Okay, well, now I've found, like, five people selling essentially the same shampoo. I'm most likely, well, I, I know for a fact, I'm going to go for the person that I feel a connection with. Yeah. 100%. She's probably going to, because of who I am, she's probably going to be a mom, and she's going to be funny, and she's going to, you know... Um, I'm not going to go to the one who, I can't think of another example, but it's different from that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and no. that's okay. That doesn't mean that other person is worse or not good. She's going to get clients that relate to her. Exactly. And that's, that's why, like, it's not cliche at all when you say that, like, say that, like, just showing up and being your true authentic self is what's key here, right? In terms of standing mm-hmm. out. And that's kind of where, too... Like, just showing up and trying not to be so fixated on, like, perfectionism. Because you're trying to, like, instead of trying to show up a certain way and say the perfect thing and be really scripted, just kind of show up and roll with it. And I know you are also, uh, you talk about this a lot. Like, you have, like, a rule where you only record a reel once and you get what you get. Or you just show up on stories and you just say it and you do not re-record. I think that's another one that you... You say am I am so I right? with my stories I actually I'm gonna be honest I write notes sometimes because mm-hmm. short stories I don't like them to drag out because I know I won't pay attention right. if your story is like 20 little slides long of you talking I like I check out so because I want them to be so precise and on topic unless I'm just talking about something random not not important yeah. I want it to be so precise I'll put notes and I'll use sticky notes and I'll stick them to my window and I'll stand up from my window because it's the best lighting and I try to make it to where you can't see I'm looking at them, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter. I don't care if you can tell I'm not that I'm looking at notes. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> like bullet points, not word for word, of yeah. course, but just so I stay on track. That's but yeah, so, so with my smart. reels, it's like one take, like that's it. I know, and I love that. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, I love that. I love I love that sticky note idea, just especially yeah. for um when we have those moments and we just had one where we had a thought and then we lost it and I do that on stories sometimes too and then I end up re-recording because I'm like I don't know where I was going yeah. with this so. Yeah, so I try not to re-record a lot but sometimes you know it happens well sometimes you I don't, again I don't like to waste people's time and, and I don't want them to click out because I'm just like brain dead for two stories long <laughs> totally um yeah no that's that's so true but like you said when you're just going on your stories to talk about something completely random it kind of can just be it is what it is unless mm-hmm. you're really going yeah, somewhere myself. specific I mean like it, if yeah. I like hiccup or like you know oh, yeah. get something in my eye or like have to scratch my head you know <laughs> I'll be myself like I don't have to be like a perfect person yeah but I just want to stay on topic <laughs> absolutely and I it's true and I mean I know everybody is different and in terms of like watching stories over and over, but I feel like we're very similar in terms of that. Like if there's a ton of story slides of somebody talking, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't have time. Like no offense to that person. What they're saying is probably amazing, but it's like stories should, I feel like 
in my personal opinion, should be kind of to the point when you're showing up to talk about something specific, especially related to your business or whatever. So no, I agree. I agree with you there. I think you can show your real self the best in your stories. And I think your stories can go from being silly to serious to just off the wall. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what's so beautiful about them. But I also think that our attention spans are so short that we want to make them quick and to the point when they're business related. If you want someone to pay attention to this, you need to make sure that you're giving it to them in a way that they're going to want to pay attention. A hundred percent. And do you find that using like that sticky note trick, like really help you with that? Like draw people in and then keeping it short and sweet? Uh, it really helps me keeping it short and sweet because I'm a person that can get off on a tangent and then completely forget (laughs) what I'm going (laughs) to, the important parts of what I'm trying to say. Um, so it definitely helps me and I think it helps, um, it helps story views where people aren't falling off. You know how you'll see like, say you have 50, the first story is like 50 views and then by the last story it's like 19. It's like, where did everybody go? Right. So, um, keeping it to the point and then letting them know in the beginning, like, Hey, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you're going to want to stick around to hear this. Not necessarily saying it in that many words, but letting them know what the topic is up front. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. For instance, sorry if this is getting too, too long winded. No, you're good. (laughs) Say you're going on to talk about something that you're selling but your first story or first one or two stories, you end up kind of just being talking about your day or I can't think of an example specifically, but just talking about something random, maybe kind of slowly rambling on kind of how I'm rambling right now and you don't know where I'm going with it. You're going to click away. It's not interesting. So if I'm talking about my product, my services, that first story, I want to hook you in instantly. Mm-hmm rather than put two boring stories that you're going to click away in before I start talking about it. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, and I just feel that that hooks people in better than have, yeah, saying happy Monday or I don't remember what I was doing or sorry, I've been so MIA, which we're all guilty of. We all do this. Oh yeah. But just trying to be more intentional. Intention is so important. Being intentional with what you're sharing. Yes. Um, and being okay. A new thing that I'm sure you're, noticed with my stories is I'm okay with not showing up every day. Yeah. I think maybe in the beginning of your business, it's not that smart of an idea. I do think in the beginning of your business, like the first year you need to be showing up every single day in some manner, especially showing your face. I'm at a point where I'm just like, I have loyal friends. My followers are my friends Mm -hmm. and I still have conversations with people. I'm just not showing up in the manner that I used to. And I think, for me, that's totally okay. I plan on coming back and showing up every day, hopefully soon. But again, like we were saying earlier with mom being a mom and having a business, I'm in a phase right now where every day consistency is just, it's not consistent for me. Totally. I can relate to that big time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is so, so good. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in terms of content creation or standing out online or... Literally anything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'll say, you know, don't be afraid to just put yourself out there. Like, yeah. not as many people are paying attention to you as we hope, as we wish. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, and a small mess up, what is your B minus work is an A plus work to someone else. And so even if 
you don't have the perfect caption or the perfect photo or the perfect reel or the perfect transition, whatever it is, just put it out there because you're going to be surprised. People are going to enjoy it. Whether it's one person, that's one person's life that you're affecting. And that, that, that means something. And just remember that, that one is just as important as 100. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there, try new things. If you mess up, nobody cares. Just keep going. Exactly. That is such powerful advice. Thank you. Oh, so good. Okay. So thanks so much for sharing all of that. Before you go though, um, can you just share kind of what you've been up to in your business lately? And you can share where people can find you online as well. Yes. Um, so online, I, I really only use Instagram mm-hmm. for my business. I don't have a website or use other platforms. I enjoy one focusing on yes. one. Simplicity is like my favorite thing. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay.Brazel. Um, should I spell that? I'll put it in the show notes for people as well. Okay. So they can just click it. <laughs> okay. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay.Brazel. Um, and right now what I'm working on is I offer 30 day compli- content plans for people where it's a completely done for you content plan for stories and Instagram post what to post when, um, and it is completely customized. So it's not one of those plans where done for you plans where it's like today, share your story. Now today mm-hmm. share behind the scenes and today share, you know, your top three tips on this. It is completely customized, like full topics, real inspiration, post inspiration. Um, I even give Canva graphics if you need them. Um, and yeah, so that is a 30 day plan. Um, you can find that at the link in my bio on Instagram for more information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that is what I'm really focusing on right now. That takes a lot of my time because I want them to be like badass for everybody. Sorry. I hope I can say that. You're good. Um, but I just want them to be, to help you loyalize, grow, connect with your community. So I put a lot of, um, intention and focus on that, uh, attention and focus on that. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I have my group program, my more than a marketer program that you were in, and I am bringing that back in the fall and there's going to be a lot of changes to that. But until then, I'm just focusing on helping people create just epic, fun, easy, content that makes them money. I love it. And I can vouch that these content plans are gold. Like it's not like anything you've ever seen before. So, um, so for those of you listening, be sure to check out Lindsay on social media. You're not going to be disappointed. Check out those content plans. Cause again, they are gold. They are such, they, they save so much time and helps you with that inspiration. And I just, I love it so much. So you just show up. Yeah, can just show up. exactly. Goal. I want you to not have to think about content. I just want you to be able to put it together quickly and just show up. Exactly. So. Which is always so, so nice. <laughs> so thanks again for joining me, Lindsay, and I'll be chatting with you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could post a photo or screenshot of you listening to this podcast to Instagram and tag me at hillary.mcginnis so I could personally reach out to you and thank you and send you some love. I'm so grateful for you and I'll talk to you soon.